There's got to be an explanation to all these UFO sightings, right? Hey, it's Stephen Diener, host of the Unidentified Alien Podcast. And whether you're new to the conversation or have been looking into it for years, you need to check out the fastest growing alien show out there, the Unidentified Alien Podcast, or UAP for short. There's a crazy amount of alien encounter stories out there from all over the world. And the beauty of it is that I bring them all to you and let you decide what you believe. Download and subscribe to UAP on any of the major podcasting platforms. And you can also find it on UAPpodcast.com. Welcome to the newest episode of Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. I'm your host, Jason Fraley, picking the brains of the top filmmakers, musicians, and artists of our time. Tomorrow marks the one-year anniversary of Russia invading Ukraine, sparking a brutal war that continues today. I spoke to filmmaker Evgeny Ivnesky in 2016 about his Oscar-nominated documentary Winter on Fire, Ukraine's Fight for Freedom, chronicling the Ukrainian revolution in Kyiv that ultimately ousted pro-Russian president Viktor Yanukovych. Evgeny Ivnesky, director of the movie Winter on Fire, Ukrainians Fight for Freedom. And he didn't mention, but Oscar-nominated director is what you can say now. Congrats. First of all, congrats on that. Thank you. Thank you so much. <laughs> Where were you when you, you found out you were nominated? You know what? You'll not believe I, I had to land it in Europe because I was working on another project about Syrian refugees. And I landed, I flew from Amsterdam to some other place in Europe and I just landed and the phone started to ring and text started to come and it was it was an amazing moment. Yeah, yeah. Or you um had you ever, you know, if you could go back to your childhood self and say you could be you were gonna be an Oscar nominee one day, what would he say? You know what? <laughs> uh sometimes I'm thinking about that, that if somebody when I was a child in Russia was telling me that I one day I will be stepping on a Hollywood and I will be doing my marks yeah. in history, you know what, because I'm definitely doing some marks in the history, you know what? Yeah. I will be laughing and not believing, but you know what? I guess the sky is the limit when you are a hardworking person and when you yeah. believe in yourself and putting goals in front and trying to achieve your goals, working hard to achieve your goals. So. Yeah. Now, before uh, final bit on the Oscars before we, I want to get into the into the movie itself. Um, but uh, but yeah, have you seen have you seen the other nominees that you're up in yes, your competition? It's it's some yes, tough competition. Absolutely. It is a tough competition, and I saw all of them, and they're all fascinating movies. Mm. And you know what, I fall in love with the Amy through the movie, mm. and I kind of uh, felt uh, in the same situation with the cartel lands because we both were exposed mm. in in kind of violent stuff. And you know what, Nina Simone, I was mm. kind of blown away by the this amazing personality of her kind of bad and a good but she's still fascinating singer so it's it, it was it was amazing look of silence was kind of a sequel to the, the art of killing, killing. Yeah. yeah so it's it's all of them are fascinating movies fascinating stories and extraordinary filmmakers is it going to be exciting to sit, sit next to all of them you know out at the awards uh you I mean, know you might not be sitting right next to them but Listen, this Monday I was at the Nominee Lanchion where I was sitting next to Steven Spielberg and Leonardo DiCaprio and uh, Matt Damon <laughs> and uh, my co-producer Dan Tolmer was sitting literally he, uh, next to him was sitting Lady Gaga. So it, it, it was interesting. You and Lady Gaga, man. I mean, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, no, that's really cool. Yeah, uh, Joshua Oppenheimer is coming in tomorrow. 
to talk about Look of Silence. Um, so you, you beat him to the punch on that. Um, and um, the guy that made um, the Cartel Land came in, um, I guess, over the summer. So we, we're having them all in here, all, all you Oscar-nominated nice, people. Nice, nice. If you come into WTOP, you get nominated, apparently. And you know what? I, I just saw Joshua on Monday because we've been also at Oscar Luncheon, and then we've been uh, together at some other interviews. We had a panel of all five of us, so I just saw him a awesome. days ago. Awesome. Um, and you, uh, just a few minutes ago, you mentioned that you, you grew up in in Russia, right? Yes. So tell where exactly and um, how... Kazan, the capital of Tataria, not far from Moscow. Okay, okay. One of the actually oldest cities inside of Russia, because I think Kazan was just celebrating uh, a thousand and something years old, so it's quite old. Yeah, definitely. How did you get into filmmaking? Was it in Russia or have you... It was in Russia because, yeah. you know what, I was always uh, dreaming about art. I've been exposed to the theater. I played in a school theater. I played in different groups uh, theater. And uh, then I kind of was exposed to 16 millimeter filmmaking. I did my <laughs> first documentary when I was 16 also, actually. And you know what, I still remember the smell of film and the smell of chemicals when you're developing this in dark room <laughs> and you're splicing and cutting the film. So it's, it was a fascinating experience, you know what. But together with that, right now, it's a digital age and only because of digital age, I've been able to kind of document all this history because yeah. only with the help of the, the modern technology and the variety of different equipment, we've been able to facilitate and document all these events on a go, as it was happening, and the events were happening so spontaneous, and nobody was uh, knowing what, what is next. Mm -hmm. And you know what? Even how it started, it was so spontaneous. Nobody was expecting to be beaten or yeah. kidnapped or even killed. So you know yeah. what? It's uh, All these events were so spontaneous, and the technology helped us to achieve our goal. Definitely. Do you remember what, what that first uh, documentary was on 16mm? Uh, it was about the club of the young guys who were doing a small planes and flying them for different competition. Their passion bought me. Uh, and you know what? It was more about their passion, about their love yeah. to this. You know what? And I guess also the love to to making uh, movies and the love to kind of document the history and love to tell the fascinating stories and change the lives uh, inspired me and brought me to Hollywood. Awesome. Um, now, you mentioned how changing technology sort of sets up the, the whole subject of the documentary. Um, did, uh, you know, I, I, and it made me think of that early scene when, uh, you know, the, 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 a lot of the protesters say they, they turned on Facebook and saw it for the first time, head down to the square, you know. So, so go into a little more into that, how, uh, how social media helped fire, fire off this whole thing. You see, nowadays you can start revolution from social media. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's amazing that people united through social media and then you can see their unity on a square. And it's amazing to see these kind of transitions from social media into the reality. And it's also amazing that even the previous days, uh, the newspapers were one source of the media. These days, social media is having a huge impact on our lives. Yeah, and you even have that nice little nugget in there where you found the little kid who goes around to help everyone charge their their phones and Wi-Fi connectivity. Uh, you know what? He's uh, little, but he's not a little. I was <laughs> observing all, through all these 93 days amazing transition, amazing maturity of him. And you know what? And it's extraordinary character because he runs on the first day from his home and he never returns back. I met his mom on March, March 2014 after the all events, and he refused to go home. 
So at the end of the day, Romka, he's fascinating character like we can see in a Lemise, all these kids on top of barricades. So you know what? <laughs> like today, your view said that it's like a Lemise. And it is a Lemise in our harsh reality of our days. Yeah. And you know what? You have all these same fascinating Minus characters. the singing. But <laughs> Correct. Some, somebody actually said to me, and what if you did a scripted uh, movies, scripted feature? So what if... You, uh, somebody will offer you to do Maidan, but scripted version. They said, why Why we need to do that? You have already Lemis. Right, right, right. This is a little bit of a different story, but um, yeah, that's really cool. Yeah, what does the boy say? He says, this is my school, right? He yeah, says, it's my school, school of life. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? It's, it's horrible to re- just even realize that the child who's supposed to play the games, play with the toys, gu- right. toy guns and all this stuff, in reality, holding the real gun yeah. and having bullets flying over him. And I saw Romka in a blood, covered by blood. I saw bullets uh, flying towards him. I saw him in tears, but he never, never left Maidan. He never left Square. It's amazing how brave all these people. I guess, you know what, the bravery, the unity, the real patriotism, these kind of elements that made me to fall in love with these people whom I was observing as outsider because I came from America specifically on the first days of the events. And in the same time, I was observing them and I was feeling like I obligated to document this fascinating unity, unity of old and young, unity of all social groups, unity of all social classes, nationalities, unity of all the religious groups and churches together with these people. I guess this element and their bravery, you know what, when you're seeing people covered by blood, when you're seeing people kidnapped, when you're seeing bullets really flying towards us, or you know what, we were spread with the tear gas and cold water mm-hmm. in this cold weather. Much more colder than what you have in here, <laughs> trust me. So, you know, it's 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 something that not makes people to say, you know what, I don't want to come tomorrow, I don't want to be here. No, it's never stopped them from believing what they believed and stood for what they were staying. And you know what? This fascinating element made me to realize I am obligated to document this Mm -hmm. story. I am obligated as a filmmaker, true filmmaker in the heart and soul, to bring it to the entire world. Despite the bullets, despite the beating, despite that I had blood on my hand, despite I had wounds, it's all important, important for the generations, important to our American generation, millennium generation, because you know what, at the end of the day, through this movie, you can go back into the centuries when our founding fathers in the United States, and I'm American citizen, so when our founding fathers here in the United States achieved their goal, fought for our freedom, for our democracy, for our main values that we are living right now. And I guess it's some kind of reminder to our generation that lives in our days that, you know what, things can't be forgotten and things can't be taken for granted. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of also in educational. So it's not only a movie about past. It's not about a movie that events happened two years ago specifically. It's a movie about future of mm-hmm. our younger generation that we are holders of our future in our hands. And you know what? The Ukrainians, specifically the youth, proved it that they were holding their future in their hands mm-hmm. and they stood for that despite all this mm-hmm. bloody mess. They stood for that, believed in that, gave their lives because a lot of friends of mine, you know what, are lost. And I kind of feeling also responsibility to their parents by, to bring this movie to the entire world because it's dedicated to them who've been there mm-hmm whom I met there, whom no longer with us, who are somewhere 
from the sky observing and looking at us right now. And you know what? We can't forget their names. So I guess this kind of element, this movie, it can be a great reminder to our millennial generation for what our founding fathers stood for. And I guess all, all this related to the Canadians and to all European countries, because we all live in, in different societies. We're all living in freedom, in democracy. And you know what? People not need to forget that these values cost and cost lives. Yeah, you mentioned the millennial generation, and there's that, there's that, you know, great scene in the end of the movie where the woman says that we grew up in the '90s. We we were part of the independent generation. You know, why do you, why do you think it was millennials that were able to to do this? What's special about us? You know what? Even looking right now at the elections, look how uh, on both sides, Democrats and Republicans, the younger generation, so excited about that, and they trying to get involved into that. Look, Bernie, how old he is, but he have a lot of younger supporters mm-hmm. these days. And uh, you know what? As much as I hate politics and I'm not associated with any of the parties, I can tell mm-hmm. this openly. In the same time, for me, it's amazing to observe that our younger generation getting involved into that because they're realizing that they're holding the key to mm-hmm. their future. They're the key makers of the future. And they're starting to involve themselves into their future progress, into what kind of uh, they are planning to be in the future and they're trying to grow with this future and they're trying to dedicate themselves to the process that brings them to this future. So it's amazing. I'm Bradley Trainer, And I'm Don McClain. We have a podcast called Blinded by the Item. A blind item is gossip about a celebrity with their name left out. It's a guessing game and you can play along. The item might be like, this A-list star carries a Birkin bag worth more than the average person's house to the gym to work out. Pretty sure that's J-Lo. And P.S. The person behind all of this is Chris Jenner, LLC. We drop a new episode every weekday so the fun never ends. Blinded by the Item. Listen wherever you get podcasts and watch us on the Blinded by the Item YouTube channel. Take me to the beginning of the project. Did you say you were living in America and flew back uh, over I there? I live in L.A. Okay. Where is the beautiful sun? How long, how long were you? When did you move over here? 16 years ago. Okay. And so take me into the into you know the idea of, of you flying over there to cover this cuz it, it's a different it's a whole different experience than, you know, let's say, I don't know, a, a Ken Burns doing something about the Civil War or the history of baseball looking backward. That that's its own art and its own skill, but how do you how did you kind of drop in as this thing was Jason, going in? Are real you an adventurous person? Yeah. I am. <laughs> and I think being, well, I had you in here. That's adventurous enough, right? Uh, correct. <laughs> but you know what? Being a filmmaker, being a filmmaker, true filmmaker who wants to change lives, who try and, uh, you know what? I'm not thinking about my life sometimes because for me, what is important is to change people's lives because this is our goal. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, movie, you know what? I, I've been in the theater. I played and I directed stage. And at the same time, I directed features. And for me, all this was important that I can uh, leave something after me. And some people, they're proud of their kids. And some people, proud of their legacy. And some people, proud that they can change the people's lives. And I guess when you're creating the movie, it's like a sculpture that you're creating in different medium for the centuries. And particularly that, you know what, there is a movies that I was uh, exposed even in Russia, American movies like uh, Gone with the Wind or something. You know what, and these movies are living with us for the centuries. So for me, my projects, they're living after me. And I guess, you know what, the goal is to create something that can change people's lives, can change them on a positive way, can change their perspective. And you know what, all of my movies that I did, uh, they had something that brings people to a point that they either have any food for thought 
or it's really changing their lives. So I've been in LA and one of my friends who just finished the project with me, he called me from Ukraine and he said, you know what, you need to come down. It's different than it was in 2004. 2004, they had Orange Revolution that was a political act organized by politician, political parties. They had a hunger strike on the same square. They had a tent. It was exactly the same November. So the dates are similar. It was just different nine years before, 2004, November. So he called me and he said, it's different. It's not politicians. It's not political parties. It's just youth who came out and not allowing the politicians to come to the square. It's self-organized. It's all through the Facebook. It's completely different. Come, let's make a movie. I said, okay. I jumped into the plane. I got there. We hired two cameramen. We started to shoot it with the two camcorders. So all nice fairy tale, different, beautiful Amazing energy, amazing vibe, like a youth festival, songs, dancing, mm-hmm. uh, noise, all possible. Nobody was expecting to get be- get beaten, you know what, at four o'clock in the morning. Yeah. And nobody was expecting so much blood uh, out and nobody was expecting, you know what, to be hurt. And all of a sudden it's happening. All of a sudden we are finding ourselves in all this mixture running out of the square, you know what, we see blood, we kind of, it's all just becoming crazy. And you know what was beautiful? Miracle. Church that I learned as Russian child, that church is something that kind of on the side of the government helped to control the mass. Mm. And all of a sudden, church, despite all and everything, opening the gates and allowing to the young students who are completely not God believers or going to this church specifically, shelter them. So amazing, you can call it miracle, you can call it humanity. Mm. And I guess, the word, <laughs> you know what, and I, I, I prefer to use the word humanity because I met humanity there. And humanity was always something that blew my mind in the square. They were talking about the concerts that we had every night. Look, for example, inside of the movie, you see these fascinating uh, shots of the girl playing piano in the middle of the revolution between protesters and the police. So we had concerts every night. And for example, in December 2013, we had a concert of one of the famous bands, Ocean Elsa, when the Chitushki, the hired thugs, came mm. to the square, cold and hungry, and the people feed them, warmed them, and all together they saw the concert. These were the folks that were released from prison to yes, hired thugs? Okay. that were enemies to the protesters. Mm. So they were, for this moment, all United, and then next day again, enemies. It's fascinating humanity act that I observed there, mm-hmm. and I can, you know what, talk about all the blowing my mind elements that mm-hmm. I saw there, uh, on and on and on and on. Because you know what, I saw this humanity act. Usually, when you are in the middle of the uh, battle, mm-hmm. when you in the middle of battlefield on the zone war zone, you don't have these uh, human faces. It's just the war. It's just the blood, it's just the fire, it's the war. But here you have the human face of the war. Mm-hmm. It's amazing to observe something like this. It's amazing to observe this humanity among these people who are fighting for their future, who are fighting for their freedom. So I came, we started to film, and already after a couple of days of these events, first beating and then the march of millions, because at the peak we had over a million people there. It's mm-hmm. amazing to see this unity. And it's amazing to see, again, all social groups. So I found myself that, yes, it is a history, and I need to document this history. So this how simple guy from Los Angeles finding himself in the middle of, you know what, not just a region history. Mm-hmm. I think it's a, a world history. 
film. Yeah, you mentioned the the moments of humanity, like the piano and um, and 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 I I like and even like the Ninja Turtle mask. You know when they when they say you know uh, when the government outlaws, I guess it's construction helmets. I guess so, and everyone starts no, the putting the kitchen. No, the government started to kind of to prohibit them to wear the protective gear that yeah. was ridiculous. At the same time, trying to make them uh, all illegal, all the movements illegal. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There is, the reaction of the people was so funny and <laughs> ironic. <the> jokes yeah. <laughs> and humor. Yeah, it's amazing to see something like this because you know what? Here you have people <laughs> with the jokes, with the humor, you know what? With the interesting fashion twist, ha- having all right. the... Uh, kitchen pot. Uh, absolutely, <laughs> or calendars, or masks. So it's it's interesting twist, you know what? How they can laugh on the government uh, stuff. And it's amazing, again, spirit, it's amazing, humanity. We can say, you know what? I will give you another sample. Do you remember how they stripped this Cossack in the middle of uh, nowhere in this cold weather in the snow? This Cossack was stripped naked uh, when they arrested him. Mm-hmm. You remember that? Yes. You know what? Ne- next day... The Cossacks, like another guys like him, just jumped naked on top of barricade and started to scream. You will not take us even we are naked. So you wow. know what? So this act of humiliation became an act of solidarity, an act of uplifting spirit. So it's amazing to observe these things. And like I said, it was my honor to being able to expose these stories and document them, preserve them to the history, share with the entire world so we can educate the future. The movie is about future. The movie yeah. is about future people. And at the same time, to dedicate it to the lives that are taken. Yeah. Speaking of the lives that are taken, um, what moment? If you had to, if you had to really, you know, weed through it all and pick one moment, was it what moment were you the most scared for your actual safety? You know, I mean, last you, days. I'm sure. I'm sure a lot of time you're locked in and you're you're trying to get the you no, know the last shots days and, when we had the snipers yeah. shooting at us. It was horrible because you know what? I will never forget. I saw one of the priests next to us on the front lines when, um, first of all, it's it's horrible to see when somebody next to you just falling. And you see blood. I'm not afraid of blood, uh, but uh, it's 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 horrible when you don't know from where bullet coming, from what side. And you know what? I saw the priest with his hat when the bullet went through his uh, mm-hmm. hat, like less than a half inch above his head. So it was horrible when you're realizing that you're hopeless, but the only thing what you can do is to document this history until your last... Uh, Breathe until you're breathing. You need to document. You need to continue, and it's horrible feeling. But in the same time, you know what? It's what you can do because, for me, I guess uh, you know what my passion, my love to that, and uh, you know what? I guess you you're doing this. What you do, you you loving this. You changing lives, and you know what? That moment we were all thinking how to document this because you know what? None of us were thinking uh, about. Uh, leave the square. We weren't. We wanted to document this. You know what? And when you started to think about this moment, you know what? I, I always, uh, I'm right now even close to tears because it's it's emotional. And I, I lost friends there. I still feel responsibility to the parents because the people whom I lost were friends. Uh, and for me, this movie is a dedication to them. Dedication to not only tragedy to the amazing human souls. You know that in the same day when most of the people were killed in the February 20s, the most biggest amount of people's souls were taken from us, but in the same time, 
the biggest amount of the newborn kids were born there. Mm. So you know what kind of reincarnation of the souls we can say, you know what? But it's 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 something that not happening every day. You know what? War happening every day. Some kind of unity you can't see every day. And I guess we, United States of America, we need to be more united. The world needs to be more united. So I guess this sample of bravery and unity of real patriotism that you not need to be born in this country, but you can be a patriot on your heart and a soul, like I'm a filmmaker in my heart and a soul. I guess these acts are very important in nowadays, and it's it's very important to educate the new generation that grows, the new kids that are born. So it may change the world. Yeah. Yeah, and you mentioned that you know this story isn't isn't just you know relegated to the past or two years ago. That in fact that past is prologue, like they say. You know what? And so, speaking of the next generation, you know what 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 do you see next for for Ukraine? I mean, obviously in the post credits of the movie, there's they, they we talk you talk about Russia annexing Crimea, um, and and all the other lives that have been thousands. I think it's six thousand. You say is it? Um, by the spring 2015. Wow, yeah. Right now even more. What do you? What would you like to see for the future of Ukraine? You know what? I'm hoping for them for the best. They still continue their fight. And I guess my movie was their first chapter of their fight for freedom. It was the first chapter of fight for freedom for them, mm-hmm. which they achieved, with, which they won. They won because of this unity. That's why it's important to bring this sample as the great idea of unity and as the great sample for everybody, that united we strong. And we are the people who hold the power. Governments are selected representatives of us, of our will, and they're supposed to serve us. At the end of the day, we are the people, our First Amendment of Constitution of the United States. We are the people. And at the end of the day, the Ukrainians proved that the people's holding the power and the key to their future. And I guess, you know, what uh, these elements are very important to me, for me there. Now, the Ukrainians, I still continue their fight. And right now is another chapter. For me, what's happened, they achieved their goal, they won, and it was organic full stop for my story, for my first chapter. Right now, they're having second chapter, third chapter, and I just hoping that, you know what, like in every story, there is a happy end. And I'm hoping that the peace will come back to their region and things will be really good because, you know what, at the end of the day, I was born in Russia, and I am for the peace between two nations that were together. And between uh, between all these days that the peace is not there, my heart is bleeding. My heart is bleeding because my friends still fighting. I have friends who been with me there and then went to the ATO anti-terrorist or, uh, operation in Donetsk and Donbass to fight. And you know what? My heart is ble- still bleeding for all of them. Even Romka. He's, he never returned home, and he's with one of these uh, groups fighting there. So you know what? It's fascinating to see this bravery and this patriotism that grows from the young age, <clears throat> that grows from the young age. So I guess, you know what? Peace. Yeah. Peace and unity. Yeah. Well, win, lose, or draw at the Oscars, it's a great topic regardless. I mean, it's like you said, it's it, this thing's going to live on long past any one award show or any one screening. You know, it, it'll be, it, hopefully, you know, uh, even after you and I are gone, maybe people will look back saying this, like you Absolutely. said, this is the first chapter and, and, and it's documented so well. So great work and congrats. But it's not just a chapter of Ukraine. Yeah. It's a chapter that belongs, again, to us, to Americans. It's the chapter that belongs to the Europeans. It belongs to the 
Arab Spring, and it yeah. proves that unity won compared to the Arab Spring when Muslim Brotherhood left the youth on the square mm -hmm. and uh, betrayed them. So, mm -hmm. you know what, again, unity proves that, you know what, it can change the history. And uh, again, this story can be compelling to a lot of other places mm -hmm. in the world. So it's unique and it's universal. Definitely. Well, best of luck at the Oscars. I'll see you out there. I'm heading out to, to cover it backstage. So hopefully you'll come through as, as the winner. Although I'll probably say the same to Joshua Oppenheimer tomorrow. You know, whoever's sitting in that chair will say good luck. I got to pull for everybody equally. But no, it's a great flick. So thanks. And thanks for coming in. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening to Beyond the Fame with Jason Fraley. Our theme music is Scott Buckley's Clarion. Remember to give us a five-star rating if you like what you hear. We'll see you next time. wanted to take a second to tell you about an app I really enjoy. Living in the D.C. area is great, and Podcast D.C. gathers all of the local shows that I like all in one local app. Health, sports, local news, politics, and so much more. Podcast D.C. is the new local app with hundreds of D.C. area podcasts to choose from. I can earn exciting rewards just for listening and share the podcasts I love instantly. Available in the App Store or in Google Play, listen local with Podcast D.C.